Welcome to the ECG podcast, the show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joined tonight by Mr. George Aravalo. What up, what up? Zach Cassell. Howdy. And we got Robbie Bobby Miller in the, uh, can only be described for our audio listeners as a uh camera from the perspective of somebody waiting in line and staring at the ground so (laughs) he may or may not uh be in and out of the podcast but if you've been with us for a while you know it's it's bobby so expect the unexpected on this week's (laughs) episode for march 12th 2021 we're going to be talking about our favorite innovations and mechanics in the history of video games so we'll uh talk about what game that first appeared in and what our favorite or we th- what we think are the best use of that game mechanic is. And then we're going to do a little mini spoiler cast for WandaVision at the end of the episode. So let us jump right in. Um, speaking of jump right in, good segue. So I'm going to go Ooh, first buttons. for this uh particular segment and uh i don't know we'll do two or three a piece uh i've got certainly three um if one of you guys steal one that's okay i can always add another i've got some backups uh but my first choice is the double jump i think the double jump is one of the coolest and most innovative and underrated mechanics to make its way into video gaming especially in platformers but it has been used in uh things like first person shooters and even things like rocket league to kind of make movement traversal combat uh more fun and interesting so um a little trivia about the double jump the widely considered uh first use of the double jump came from oops i clicked off of it sorry uh Sorry, guys, for the dead air. Dragon Buster. And can you guys give oh, me a guess? That was my guess. It was? Okay. Not yeah. at all. Oh, I thought I was, <laughs> was like, oh, well done if it was. So the first year, guess when you think the double jump first appeared, like when that game came out, like just knowing what you know, which is probably only your own personal experience. Like just guess when the double jump would have been first seen. What, what was the name of the game? I'm going off the name only. Dragon Buster. Dragon Buster. It's got to be early 90s. Man, I was I was going to go earlier than that, right? When did was was Oh man. So Super Mario Brothers came out in 1985, like since that's the best the best well-known platformer, I'll uh It's like kind I'll, of double jumping the Was there a double jump? No, 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 no. There's not. I'm just saying if you want to kind of gauge the history of I don't know if you games, count the the flying <laughs> There wasn't even flying in the OG Mario Brothers like No, was, but I mean All right, I'm going I'm guessing I'm guessing 89. 89. How about you, George? I'll go with 91. So 1984. So a full year before Mario Brothers even came out, there was a double jump in Dragon Buster. Uh, now, as far as like games that like I feel like uh, probably did it best or my favorite use of the double jump, I probably got to go with... Ooh, I'm going to say, uh, is there a double jump in Super Metroid? I think there is, right? I am not sure. 
Just I, I think there is. I don't know which Metroid, but I know that eventually it's in some of them there is. Yeah, like you would be able to jump when you turn into like a little. You would then jump and then turn into the ball and jump a second time. I think. Nah, it doesn't look like there is a double jump. I was gonna say because like that's you know the concept of or like maybe upgrading I'm thinking Smash Bros or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I will probably I'm gonna pick something a little uh, off the beaten path and. I'll explain my reasons why. I pr- probably my favorite use of the double jump is, believe it or not, George, you're gonna laugh your ass off. Destiny, and I say that because there's variations of the double jump. There's three very different versions of the double jump that I think are creative in their own way. So you have the more traditional version of the double jump in the Hunter, where you kind of just hop, hop. You have a very floaty, weird uh, warlock double jump where you kind of have to like get the upward momentum and you kind of float and do like a long arc. And then you have the Titan, which is more of like a, like a very fast boost. And then, you know, kind of straight down. So I feel like our listeners and viewers need a little bit of context just at the irony of this, because Chris is by far the worst at jumping. Yes. (laughs) I have no, I have no problems on like my Hunter. Like I can, I love I love jumping around on my hunter, but unfortunately the hunter is not my main. It's my least played class, probably. So, but yes, I am terrible at jumping. And <laughs> but um, I agree, the Destiny does have some good jumps. Though I do enjoy the the Warlock Icarus dash, which is probably one of the funner things to do in that game for sure. For, for traversal, yeah. So yeah, there's variations. Like there's like the you know mid air dash. So you see things, you know, games like Doom where like they have double jumps, uh, especially Doom Eternal, and then there's like a mid air dash to kind of add a little spice to it. But uh, that that's my first pick. Yeah, double jump. I think it's an awesome innovation. It made platformers especially a lot more interesting when you could kind of you know do a little mid air correction and stuff like that. So, uh, who would like to go next? I'll go next. I had I only really had two, but I'm gonna. But I feel like one is kind of like very similar to what you are. So I'm going to briefly touch on it and then give my, my real one and then think of something else. But yeah, sure, sure. Double jump is really cool. But what I always enjoyed specifically in those old platformers or some old like Super Nintendo games is the jumping off of a like the second jump, but off of a wall type thing. I don't know what you would call it, but you know the, that some yeah. games... It, wall jump. Yeah, the wall, yeah, sorry, the wall jump, jump, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you would have to go like that. That was really, really fun to time um, because I felt, I liked it more than double jump earlier on because it it felt like there was a little bit more to it, a little bit more skill behind it just other than just being able to do it all the time. You had, there was timing into it, and I always found it super satisfying to be able to you know go all the way up like that, zigzagging up uh, um, of some sort of walls and stuff like that. I just thought it was really cool. Um, so a little trivia I, the first game to have kind of a version of it is the wall cling which is ninja gaiden in 1988 but oh. not strictly because you could kind of you could go back and forth but yeah. you like clutched onto it the two wall climb where you like can jump off like the wall to wall like repeatedly uh looks like it's a sega master Sy- Ma- sega master system game called alex kid and shinobi world yeah, a lot of those ninja games had it. I feel like it's something that you don't really see much of anymore. Um, now that I think about it, it's a shame that you don't like Assassin's Creed hasn't like incorporated it some way. I feel like that would be the game um, to do it. You know, it'd probably be less timing and probably just automatic, like when you're running up stuff. But it'd be cool to see that in that game. I don't know if they've included it at some point, but I know that it hasn't been in there for a bit, anyways. Um, but my real one would be teleporting. Um, 
like I love the the teleporting mechanic. Like I don't know how far back that dates. That you, you can fact check that, Chris. But I think for me, as far as I could remember, it was first in, like in the Mortal Kombat games where you could teleport with Raiden, you know, um, and kind of pop in through some other stuff. But as games have progressed, I feel like teleporting or phasing or shifting in general has been really cool because it it it, it adds a like a different layer of playing a game. Um, the fact that you could do it without any loading times or anything like that, and it could actually impact, you know, you avoiding stuff or going through things. I think it's super cool. Uh, Destiny has some cool versions of that. Uh, Friday the 13th, the teleporting Jason is pretty cool as well. Um, I feel like, I don't know if it was really teleporting, but Dishonored had some versions of that as well. The original where you could kind of just go through really fast of some stuff. Uh, I think that's really cool where you can basically move your entire location of your character without a loading screen, right? Um, so I don't know. I don't know how difficult it is to incorporate that into games, but I just thought that that was always neat, you know, entirely move your entire character um, in the blink of an eye. So it's really, really fun mechanic. Hard to find. I'm looking like, I mean, definitely Mortal Kombat, right? Raiden had the, like, um, the portals Raiden, and stuff you like that. Yeah. You um, go like this and go up and know appear somewhere else or come up out of the ground and stuff like that that's the late that's the earliest that i could think of something like that yeah um without I, without know, including like mario right because i mean like i don't know going through the uh uh the little the that's different. Stuff, you're talking but, about within a single screen right like yeah. yeah um let me try that first video game with single screen teleportation um and then you know i think like even shooters it was very very cool like uh some of the unreal games had like a i don't know if you ever saw like where you could shoot the disc and it would arc and then if you hit the the button again the hit the key again you would warp to where that disc was so like you could yeah. use it for a click capture the flag to traverse the map very quickly that was really really neat oh yeah you could see that in halo and stuff yeah um yep cool um how about you, Zach? Give me give me a game mechanic while I'm looking this up. Uh, I don't know if it's so much of a mechanic, more of um, as a I don't, I don't want to say a mode, but like it's asymmetric multiplayer, right? Is that? I think that's fine. Yeah, that qualifies. Fitting yeah. for your background, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that you could actually play evolve like still to this day so i've been doing that <laughs> but but yeah man i i i i love it um friday the 13th game you know dead by daylight evolve um uh left for dead had it with the the zombie mode against the humans um uh the predator game i mean it's it's definitely more of a modern thing uh well uh you know caught on more recently and and I and I love it, man. I, I I'm such a big fan of it. I, I I love the whole, um, you know, outnumbered but not necessarily outgunned type deal. And I I, I think it's awesome. You know, winning on one side versus the other. It's 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 awesome either way. You feel like you actually accomplished something. You know, either beating whatever the larger group is, or you know, being able to take down the vastly uh, more powerful, you know, single entity so yeah that's i i i love asymmetric multiplayer i think it's awesome 
think that I think that's an awesome mechanic because uh, for for me, like I haven't played those games as much as I should have. Um, you know, because you need to find a group for it. That's that's the, the shitty part about it. It's so much more fun when you've got friends to play that with. But that's like living out your 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 childhood fantasies of like playing manhunt, cops and robbers, or even like hide and seek, right? Where it's just like it's one, you know, the person who's it, and then everybody else, and then you know that that stuff is really cool. You know, when it, when you can play like in a group, a small group. Um, but asymmetrical multiplayer, you know, and some of the games that have done a good job of rolling it out can be so much fun. Like just, I wouldn't say mindless fun, but just like, you don't even really need the objective. You just can just keep playing games over and over and over. And it's fun. I think about that time when we all picked up dead by daylight, you know, in those couple, two weeks that we played it, like, is it a great game? No, but is it like stupid fun that we could just play with no, you know, just just for shits and giggles, like, yes, yes, absolutely, man. You know, like I could play a game at any moment if we have the people to do it and, and, and have some fun. Um, that was, that was a good bit of fun for sure. So that's a good pick, man. Yeah. I don't think it's going away like either. I think people are still trying to figure out interesting ways to, to do that, um, to be innovative with it, trying to make it work. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's definitely. I'm, cool. I'm hoping that we see, you know, uh, what made Evolve great in the sense of the asymmetric uh, portion of it transition to Back for Blood when they, because they're definitely going to do a, a zombies versus humans PvP type deal, I think I saw. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see how, you know, that maybe how they learn from Evolve, they're able to pull that over. And, uh, you know, with all the different, you know, uh, super zombie types, like the special, you know, zombies and everything, it'll be interesting to see how they're able to pull that off. I would love I would love to see some sort of like dead by daylight on steroids. Now I understand Friday the thirteenth was was pretty pretty good in, in the end it pretty good, but I felt like in some ways it was a little bit overcomplicated, especially for a, a new player um late in the game. It but, was janky. Yeah. But if like man, if somebody really put the the resources and time into something like that and actually made it like more ba- more balanced and fun, like Dead by Daylight is cool. But like, it's it can kind of be a little bit boring if you're the um, the humans, you know, the, the humans, right? Like, just the only way out is really escaping. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more offensive. That's why evolve yeah. is awesome, man. Because like, yeah, you're you're hunting. You're actually, you know, you everybody's got a role. You know, you spread out. Everybody knows what you got to do. And then the monster, obviously, you know, the monster. The more he eats, the powerful he get. More powerful he gets. Start more yeah. abilities. So, yeah, man. If if they were if they were able to like whatever get like triple A budget behind it and yeah, yeah, I, w- I would love to see that. And and I'd love to see it like be like where. It, it, like both sides need to be aggressive where it encourages aggression because that's the thing is like you can kind of wait out time in some of these games too which makes it kind of boring you know if you're just trying to play to win like just make it like where it's it's like both, both sides are yeah both sides are on the offensive all the time um would would be cool and 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 don't be afraid to spice it up it doesn't have to be 1v4 you know but 2v8 yeah. 2v6 you know or 2v4 or something like that maybe um there's different there, you know, I feel like there's going to be at some point somebody that really dedicates some time to a game like that. That could be really, really, really fun. You know, um, I so, hope you so. know, make a battle royale where it's like 10 people and night, like 80, right. You know, something like that. It could be, could be a lot of fun, man. If you think about it, it could, it could, it could really take off. 
it doesn't have to be just one person against four or six or something like that or whatever. How cool would that be, right? Like to have a think of like one verse one hundred, right? Yeah. Like one, like whatever. Once every hour or something, a, a random person's chosen to be like a huge monster in a battle royal game, and you can just go and cause mayhem, and and like they can either like choose to team up and take you down or fucking or or convert like you convert. Think about like you know. You could convert somebody over to your sides. I don't know. There's 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 a lot of possibilities yeah. out there. Uh, if they put if they put the resources behind, it could be a lot of fun. New tech too um, on the new gen man. You never know. Something something like that could could be in the works. Yep. Got copyright that shit in case someone steals my idea. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bobby did send me uh, something in the chat. I'm assuming he's talking about the Nemesis system from yeah, I'm, Lord I of think the Rings. He is. Um, which is singular. They have they have now trademarked that as of like pretty recently, I think. Like, um, which is kind of a shame because I would love to see that in other games. Um, oh yeah, imagine that in a Batman game. Oh, shut up, man! Don't tease me. <laughs> um, you know, for uh, listeners that are unfamiliar with the Nemesis system or have not played those games, uh, essentially it is a emergent, uh, for lack of a better word, like. Uh, hierarchy that um, happens in your gameplay specific to what you do so uh, like think of like an assassin's creed fort and you're in the fort you're at you're fighting through and a guard manages to kill you land the killing blow doesn't go so well now in the lord of the rings universe that guard will now become stronger and will climb the 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 ranks and go from just a low level piece of shit orc to like a boss or maybe like you know like a sub boss or something like that they may hunt you down like and show up randomly in the world um and it is completely unique to to you um you may also like get into a fight they, they may run away get away like and their names their features take on things that you did so if you set them on fire you might be gorlock the burned or something like that like it's a very 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 cool system that changes throughout like the your your campaign and like it just adds like this level of uh personality and um uniqueness to your particular playthrough that um makes it very very special sets it apart and and, it, and it's so much better than just the average boss is that that's the best thing is people can move up and and beat you it reminds me of a uh, god of war with the uh the valkyries like mm -hmm. if they had a system set up like that I mean, the Valkyries kicked my ass for a long time, but uh, it, if it was something like that, uh, I, I just, I love the boss system. I'm sorry. I came in late. Hey, okay. but, uh, um, but I just, I thought that was by far one of the coolest things that I've seen in games in a long time. So I figured I would just, that was my one and only pick. Fuck yeah. Well, we might j uh, jog your, I think it's a great pick. Um, and again, I'm, I'm sad that it's copyrighted. We might jog your uh, your memory a little bit more as we talk through. So like, feel free to jump in. Like, um, you don't need to put it in the chat. You can just hang on to it. Um, so my next pick is um, health recharging, right? So think like Halo, like the do, 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 where like you get down to that blinking and then it comes back. I think that was a huge innovation. Um, you know, you saw games like Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, um it, it may have been in like yeah it was in prior call of duties um like kind of copy that like not having to pick up health anymore 
as an option at least for your shooter i think was was huge especially for multiplayer you could play a little more like tactically um cover became a lot more important um but yeah i think it's a very very cool innovation for not just first person shooters really i mean you see it um in third third person action adventure games and and a lot of different franchises and genres it's that's a double-edged sword in my opinion because that's also in my opinion the birth of the camper um you know sit back get you know get into a firefight get out hide get recovered rinse and repeat you know because there is something to be said about games where you don't get your health back where it's like all right let me take as many people down with me before i get a new set of you know health and life but um yeah i i i think that mechanic appeals more to the mainstream and it's made you know fps is what they are today for sure it may have made avengers a good game God, I don't think it make that a good game. I've never played it. So right. I don't and they're making it. They, did you see that they're making it harder to level up in that game? And it was already hard to level up. They're, yeah, I they're... bought it. I was going to open it until they said that. Just return that shit. They're, I mean, Chris for, has it for free a... if he wants to play it from us game sharing. And I don't think he uh, even forgot. bothered I downloading it. No. <laughs> um, I haven't finished. It's a classic campaign. wonder for video game. Not to go too far in the woods, but like. A lot of these games as a service, like the way they judge the health, and I think incorrectly so, they need to get off this. But like the way that they typically judge the health of the game is how many concurrent players are playing. I think game devs need to get comfortable with there being lulls like in between like big content releases and just like embrace that and not see it as a sign that your game is unhealthy, but rather that people are taking uh, some time off to play other stuff. And that when you come with a big content release, you'll see that surge of players making it more grindy is not the answer that is not going to uh bring new players in and it's certainly not going to keep your old players wanting to come back like yeah it, it reminds just... me of socom because socom confrontation was so good but the maps were way too big for 16 versus 16 or 32 uh versus 32 and then they they just said hey look not enough people are playing it we're going to kill it but it was it was still to this day everybody Hates that they killed that, and SOCOM Four was garbage. Oh, man, those old SOCOM games are great, but yeah. So the first game with health regeneration uh, is uh, technically credited as Punch Out from '83, um, but mm. I, in the way that we think of it, Hide Light is really the one where uh, you, you escape damage, and as long as you're not taking damage, that's when your health recovers. I think Punch Out was maybe the first game where you could get health like back. But it wasn't like an automatic, like kind of refill kind of thing. Um, yeah. Cool. Anything to add? Anybody want to add before I go back around to you, George? Nope. No, no, Fantastic. No. Give me another game mechanic or innovation. Okay. So like, I do oh. have to go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll just go with Halo. I was going to say, like, the game that I think did it best or enjoyed it, because that was like the first, like, modern example. And there was the combination of the health regen, but also the little bars, if you recall, like uh, in the original Halo. Um, where like you could pick up health packs to like fill in the little like I think so yeah slots, yeah but but anyway I, I did Goldeneye and Perfect Dark for the N sixty four not have anything like that they had like health bar and a body armor bar for oh them. right like you could only recover a certain amount but you were kind of like handicapped unless you picked the the up that's right yeah anyway continue right on sorry to okay off. so for for me um oh man I I I can't believe I forgot about this. And I could be wrong about where it originated, but I'm pretty sure it was the Max Payne series, and that's bullet time. Yeah. 
Hey. Bro, like, come on, man. Like, it was right around Matrix time and shit like that. You know, like, that was so much fun. Being able to slow things down while you're, like, you know, going off to the side and just... <laughs> kind of a broken mechanic in, in games. But, man, for single-player games like that, it really it was really, really, really immersive um, and, and super cool. It allowed you to take on, like, large groups of enemies at the same time um while still feeling like you know like it was very interactive you know so i think a lot of games have put it out since then i mean trying to think i mean lots of things have variants of that of of, of bullet time or whatever whatever like red dead like red dead has bullet time yeah i mean red dead and even some multiplayer games yeah you got grand theft auto you see a little bit in overwatch with some people's like it doesn't really slow down the time but i also think like you know that thing where you can target multiple people at once and then your character acts, even though it's not actually slowing down the time. I think that is something that derived from bullet time, you know, being able to target a bunch of things and then your character will, will act after it in like a, you know, in, in quick succession. So I think it, it's cool. Bullet time itself is cool, but all the things that have come after it since then are also pretty cool. Um, and it's something that is tough to balance, especially in multiplayer games, but man, does it make it fun when you can do that? It was a great way to like heighten that like feeling of being like an action hero in a game. Um, you know, there even first person shooters, you know, a lot of them have things where like it'll slow down time. It yeah, it's just it's it's cool and um I'll add that like there's been innovations. I don't know if you guys have ever played Super Hot, but especially in VR, that's a great example of a game that allows you to to kind of use the slowed down time. It's a built-in mechanic. But also, like, I love watching the replay, like, uh, because everything that looks slowed down, like, it feels cool while you're doing it. But then watching it all in fast motion, you feel like a fucking action star, you know, like (laughs) watching it all come together. You're like, all right, I shot this dude. I threw this knife at this guy. And like, you know, in real time, it's just so fucking cool. Um, I think that's a good good pick. I don't give a shit what anyone says, man. I loved Max Payne 3 and the oh, bullet time in that game. Are you game kidding was, me? That game's was... great. Who doesn't like Max who, Payne 3? Who, there yeah. are so many people out there, man, who berate Max Payne 3 for like Stop uh, it. for, Stop for it. deviating from what you know Max Payne 1 and 2 were. It's another example of a, a game that gave people what they didn't know, you know. I I, I fucking Which love one was Max, Max Payne? 3. Is that the one with the dog? Or did they all have the dog in it? Uh, it was one game where you could kind of tell the dog to go do stuff, which is my favorite. I don't remember it. I don't remember, but Max Payne Three, man, it's where he's like down in the the uh, like Brazil, like Central or Latin. I was gonna say like you know South America. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Dead to Rights. That's that was very like it was a Max Payne knockoff. Dead to Rights for like. Oh, I remember Dead to Rights, man. Yeah, you were a cop. Yeah, you were a cop, and you had the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was there was some sort of bullet time in there, and you could do you could tell your dog to do stuff. That was a good game, man. Yeah, but no, Max Payne Shadow, is, Shadow. It's great, man. Like I, you know, it's is it the Max Payne that like is it like one and two? No, but I think that's what made it a great like third entry. Is that like yeah, you know, I, I think by the time you got to the third installment of that game, it's like, listen, man, we're just we're just trying to give us more Max Payne. All right, I didn't have this whole this thing this whole thing mapped out to give you these great storylines. It's just fun action gameplay like and it was so good it was like i love this i feel like that's almost as close to a john wick game as we've had yet yeah 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 man i wouldn't i wouldn't 
I wouldn't be opposed to reviving that series, man. The, the airport level music was also great. I'm just gonna say, like the the is that the trailer song? song? Yeah. The oh, I have that song on my iPod. Strictly Funny. off that game. Well, not my iPod on Spotify. <laughs> my iPod. Strictly because of that game. It's a uh, health by tears or tears by health. One, of, it's one of them. Yeah, could be uh, pretty interchangeable <laughs> names. Yeah. Um, how about uh, a mechanic, man? Get, hit us with something. Um, so I've only I've only done it in Destiny personally, and but I know based off me doing it in Destiny how great it is, and I just crave it. And like every game that has come out since then is raids, and uh, I think they're. Uh, incredible and like i've watched other people play raids in other games and stuff like wow and stuff like that and raids are just like the coolest like like best way to take everything a game has to offer right and and make you have to like cooperate and that's what i love about it and you know all trying to solve a puzzle together and the euphoria of doing that for the first time and and you know it's it's an awesome feeling and and not you know, not looking up how to achieve anything and, you know, accomplishing everything as a team and being let down by the gear afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, <laughs> by the drops or lack of drops for sure. I think you could even like, I, I thought about throwing this out there, but I can kind of piggyback it here. Like the same thing as some of those MMOs, right? The, the, the end game and some of those MMOs that require like, 12 18 people plus right like i think that's awesome where you gotta like those massive amounts of coordination that's yeah, so cool, cool because it has so much puzzle mechanics in its raids which is great right but even in those big mmos where like wow or final fantasy where you've got to come together with massive amounts of people to make things happen is 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 great man and that's i think multiplayer is at the end of the day the heart of gaming um, being able to kind of connect with other people and come together to, to, to achieve a, a common goal um, is a lot of fun. And man, I can't think of a whole lot of things that are more rewarding than getting that first clear, you know, get, getting that drop, you know, and obviously some, you know, uh, it can be controversial sometimes when they're stingy and whatnot, but I just think of like, I think of some of those MMOs or I think of some of the, our first clear in some of those destiny raids, you know, like that feeling is, is fucking awesome. You know, where you're like, fuck yeah, fuck you. You know, we fucking got it. You know, like that, that is, I don't think any, I don't think a whole lot in gaming can compare to that. And you finally get over the hump on some of those things or finally get that drop that you've been after for such a long time. You know, that that that's what does it for me in gaming lately. So that's that's a great fucking pick for sure, man. Yeah. They're like the, when I first beat the vault of glass, like it was like I felt so accomplished. It was like the coolest thing I've ever done because like figuring out your way through the um the Gorgon maze and everything like that was so rewarding because that if you didn't know what you were doing was so hard. And and it was just yeah, it's such an awesome feeling. I wish more games uh, managed to. They're trying, um, you know. They're, yeah, they they definitely are. They're try like I just man like it's 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 easier said than done. I think like and you've seen like division try and fail like yeah. no. Uh, I've heard uh, it, the again and again. Like you need to. Sorry, to Chris, to cut you off, but it's like anyway, like you need like somebody needs to poach someone from Bungie and pay him top dollar to start coming up with their kind of shit. Because like, it seems like these games that repeatedly fail time and time again is because they start with the premise of 
raid or or big you know big group activity means i need to add more hp to an already like common enemy just more hp and make them hit harder like if that's where you start when you're the making your end game content oh and it's our time limit you're fucking done and destiny's guilty of it too but when it comes to their actual raids like destiny is fucking second to none when it comes to six man activities like small group activities especially right? on consoles right they're like the only yeah. one of course, I'd love to see Destiny come out with something that requires more than six people or something like that. It would be super cool. But when it comes to like six, like small groups, like Destiny is fucking top notch when it comes to that. But then these other games, like I don't understand. Destiny has the blueprint laid out for you. Like, what are you doing? And if you just give me something that has more HP, they're more tanky. Like that isn't fun. It's just not fun. Anthem did it. Division did it. The closest thing that, that I've seen that's been really well received is Ghost of Tsushima. Actually, like the yeah, like apparently that raid is really good. Like a lot of the people that are Destiny fans, which we said, need like, to fucking play. Yeah, but I, 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 I like I'm down. It's what three people, right? Three or four? Four. It's four. I think it's four people. Yeah, I'd be There's down. Four man. classes. But the, I've that's never the, even touched that game mode yet. The the problem, you know, what the problem with that game is, and I think this is, I think that game sells itself short because. Nobody knew that was coming. If I knew that was coming, I might have taken more time with the game. I might have slowed down a little bit. But that mode came out of nowhere after I was done with the game. It's very hard to like finish a, a very satisfying, rewarding single-player experience and then pick it up later without it having actual DLC. You know, like that continues the story. So it's, it's weird. But I feel like I, I owe it to that game or owe it to myself to play that mode. I just... It's hard to get back into that. Like, I don't even remember how to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> but, the stances, I couldn't tell you, like, which stands for what, like, enemy yeah. type. So I'd have to, like, yeah, definitely do. Like, the good news is you level up before you go do the raid. It's not like you have to hop right in there. So, yeah. like, there'll probably be a little bit of a learning curve. But, yeah, good pick, man. Um, Bobby, do you have Excellent. another one you want to add? Or, like, do you, should I circle back around to myself? That's a quiet go fuck yourself. Nah, I think he's driving or <laughs> no, doing something. So, all right. Uh, I am debating on what I want to go with with these two things. Kind of want to go with like something more combat oriented. Mm, Since you said that, I'm just uh, just to throw it out there because I'm not going to use it. But free flow combat and Batman's fucking awesome. It is, yeah. That's that's definitely a pretty unique thing for sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with like the idea of like the parry, the block, uh, counter, like deflect, whatever you want to like call that. Like the ability to like perfectly time like a button push to counter what an enemy is doing. Like so, different names in different games, but. Um, nothing makes you feel more powerful or good at a game than like nailing that and then basically being invincible because like you can't be touched like being able to stay toe-to-toe um you could think of something like dark souls or sekiro but even like i just played um finished the oh with cyber shadow and there was a mechanic that was very different with that where like you had to like kind of like hit the forward button and then like the slash and it would freeze a projectile in place and then you could chop it with your sword whenever you wanted to and it would send it flying like that's awesome like when you can get good at that so that's i think that's my final pick the chris would you say like when you include pairing do you include any kind of pairing or the ones that are specifically timing based um 
give me an example of like what you're thinking of and I'll tell you if I consider it. So one of my, it's, it was very satisfying because I was young at the time, but when I think about it now, it's kind of cheap, right? So if you ever played the like first couple Assassin's Creed games, right? Like one, two, and I guess three or whatever, Brotherhood. So they had a parry mode that was very aesthetically pleasing, but it required no skill because you could just hold, I think it was L1 or whatever, or hold the left trigger. And you'd have a stance where no matter who attacked you, you'd parry it. You wouldn't parry it and attack, like like a riposte per se, yeah. but it would have this really, really cool, like you'd have your sword out or whatever, or like a rapier out, and they would attack you and you would just, boom, you know? And it, and it was it felt so cool because I felt like Assassin's, the first couple of Assassin's Creed games really nailed that group um combat kind of like those old martial arts movie where people more than one person wouldn't really attack you at once but it looked like it was a big group attacking you yeah so even though that one required zero skill whatsoever it was still very satisfying so that's why i asked that but then again you can't compare that to like Sekiro when you have to be like on your shit when it comes to timing those parries and those feel really cool too but for a different you know reason altogether yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to like. So Street Fighter Three, the Third Strike, is what I see like listed as like one of the first games where you could um, follow a successful parry with another parry to avoid being hit by quick follow up attacks, uh, and it would completely negate like so you there was no damage taken when you did it. So it's different than blocking. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something that like if you master in the original Dark Souls, the final boss is like the most trivial guy. Like he's the only boss you can parry, and it's kind of like the dessert at the end of a long, tough journey where it's like, hey, did you learn how to do this? Like, if so, like great, like you can kick this guy's ass, like no problem. Otherwise, like good luck, you know. Like he, I mean, he's not impossible, but like you know, he's a, it's a lot harder. Um, and then of course, like with like Sekiro is a modern example like that game was all about like the just the timing boom 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 you know block block strike strike block block like awesome 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 i think it's uh, it adds again to to that kind of fantasy of being a accomplished like sword per you know swordsman or like you know fist fighter like whatever it is so i, I do love the games where it gives you the option right like there are some games like those those assassin's creed games where Blocking and parrying is essentially the same thing. You just hold the button, right? But I love the games that give you the choice. Like, hey, you can block. You'll take a little bit of damage, like significantly reduced damage. Or fortune favors the bold. If you parry it, you take no damage. But you fuck it up, you're going to get hit hard. So I, I love those games that kind of give you that offer, that choice if you want to try to go for the parry and go for broke. And, and, and it has, like, good rewards at the end if you're able to pull it off, you know? Like some of those sword fights, those one-on-one sword fights, the straight-up sword fights. Some of those, some of the mechanics in Sekiro, like when you're fighting the, the big demon or whatever that I never beat legitimately, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think of like the owl fight or the Genichiro fight, like those are so satisfying when it's just straight-up sword play and you're landing those parries. Um, so it's 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 great, man. It's a great mechanic. All right, and with without further ado, give me your your final if you have a third one. If you don't, it's okay. I'm I'm between two, um, and I'm gonna throw them both out there because one is super simple, one is kind of crazy. So I'll just put them both out there. Um, the one that's very simple is fireball motion. You know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, just that down to the right, and then whatever the attack button is to create a fireball. 
Um, like projectiles and fighting games were really, really cool. Timing those are really awesome. And they're very satisfying, you know, from Dragon Ball Z games, Street Fighter games, Mortal Kombat games. Like literally that motion is called fireball motion, right? <laughs> you know, like it's just going down, it's sliding to the right, you know, um, and being able to replicate that from like arcade games to just, you know, console games and controller games uh, is, is, is really cool. And like no matter what game you play, uh, whether it's a brand new, like, you know, a modern game, a new game. Fireball motion always, almost always does something in every fighting game, you know, like, which is, which is great. Like, even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing in a brand new game, you know, you can, you can make it, you could do something by doing fireball motion and pressing A or whatever the, you know, whatever the action part is. So, um, that's a lot of fun. I believe I you guys have any Sub-Zero is like freeze attack, like in more yeah. combat, for example, like. Yep. Freeze attack. It was also, the, if I'm not, no, get over here was, I think, back and B or something yeah, like back, that or backwards, right? Uh, then you've got the Hadouken. Like, I mean, it's nothing more iconic than, the, than, than that, right? Um, if you played those old Dragon Ball Z, Super Nintendo, or PlayStation, like, fighting games were really, really good. Um, had a lot of that as well. And I'm pretty sure that today's Mortal Kombat games or fighting games have the same kind of thing, you know? Probably. Um, I, I know. I sure as hell know the new Dragon Ball Z Fighter Fighter Z game has that as well. So it's 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 fun. It's it's simple tried and true and i don't know of a game mechanic or like a a function in the game that is like stood the test of time other than fireball motion you know like it's 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 fucking clutch um the other like the more crazy mechanic out there has to be um and i don't even know if it necessarily qualifies as a mechanic but for me hands down the best game or the first game to really put out the full use of the force is that Jedi Outcast Jedi Academy game, which was this multiplayer Star Wars game. Everyone's a Jedi, everyone's a force user. But being able to finally use the force in a video game that made you feel ridiculously powerful, right? I mean, that's the tough part with Jedis in general, right? That they're like space wizards that are super OP and have all these powers. But finally being able to do that in a game in a multiplayer setting where it felt somewhat balanced because everybody could do it was so much fun whether it's throwing your lightsaber force choke force lightning all these things it was just complete madness if i'm not mistaken i think it had up to 16 players in that multiplayer game in one of those jedi academy games um but i think it was like you know one of the first couple games that actually really captured just how strong you can be with the force in a multiplayer setting um was was fucking bananas, man. Absolutely bananas and and a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure there are other other things, other games that had similar type of mechanics in there, but I feel like the force is iconic. Being able to use all those powers is iconic, and that was like a dream come true to be able to get that. Well, you had like force lightning and stuff in there too. Like, like they had dark side powers yeah. too. So there was yeah, no yeah. Thing. You get dark side or bright force push, force lightning, force choke. You know, state like force stasis, all these things. It was, you know, it's one of those games where at the time it was like fun, but when you look back at it now, like it was like really ahead of its time, you know, like uh, really, really, really cool. And I don't think it got the credit that it deserved. Like I know people enjoyed it, but when you think about it, man, it was very, very innovative in its own right with what it was able to pull off on the original Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and PS2, you're correct, and PC, you know, obviously. Yeah, of course. Excellent. Uh, Zach, 
final pick from you? My final pick would be uh, games with that give you meaningful choice, like you know Mass Effect and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. pretty pretty. Uh, that would also be my my guess. Uh, well, my pick for which game does it best. Uh, and uh, I just hope that their their next iteration, you know, they can stick stick the landing better uh, for for the end. So, but. Yeah, man, I, I I love games with choice, and it's like makes it just immerses you so, so much more, right? Like, because all your actions have consequences, and and you know, it's just makes everything feel more important, and it's 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 awesome. And oh, yeah. Mass Effect was the first game that I really played. That well, no, I I mean I I played uh, Knights of the Old Republic, but I was young when I played that. So, yeah, I would say I would say Mass Effect was really my first foray into that, and I still think it's the best, uh, even to even to this day, from what I've played. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, I think Mass Effect Two is like my favorite game of all time, probably. Like you know, bang for your like everything all around. You know, it's 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 great, and I like that you brought up Knights of the Old Republic, but I think Mass Effect like perfected the choices like Knights of the Old Republic had a lot of choices too but at the end at the end of the day at the end of the games I love those games great games I hope they come back but it felt like no matter what you chose like either had the good ending the good guy ending or the bad guy right Mass Effect 2 like the suicide mission like no matter whether you were a good guy or bad guy the people that you lost based off the choices that you made like it wasn't just narrowed down to two two routes, right? Like there's the Paragon and the Renegade, you know, routes, but the things that happened on the along the way mattered, right? The side quests mattered, the choices you made up and up until the end mattered, and it would affect like how many people would survive or make it through to the end of the game. And then of course, um, I think other games did this as well, but I think Mass Effect also perfected the choices affecting the next game thing. You know, being able yeah. to import your saves into the next game and the next game. There were things that you there, there were choices you made in Mass Effect one that you didn't see affected until Mass Effect three, you know, which I thought was was absolutely phenomenal. So that's a that's a great pick, man. Chris, you had something, I think. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say like um it, it was definitely innovative uh for its time. You can kind of see a little bit more of like the threads, like now but i think it was the biggest kind of jump in narrative storytelling was like the fact that there, you could have consequences and more importantly like that you would you know have pause and and deciding what to do like meaningful consequences and choices was like was super huge at the you know at the time um and i say you can kind of see some of the threads a little bit clearer now like coming as far as we have like thinking back to like where it all kind of ends up like and like there's not a whole lot of variation because you know they're they want to kind of keep like some semblance like of like the same story from player to player but um but yeah like it's it's uh i think one of the better innovations in and in narrative storytelling for sure like for video games and i hope it continues to evolve honestly like i one of the things i loved like you know one of these days like maybe i'll crank down the difficulty to easy like um but like i thought outer worlds was like so underrated with like how much variety there it was a very dense game but like 
apparently you can play that game as a complete idiot and like the way people react to you is like very funny and that's something that i didn't get any kind of glimpse at because i played as like a kind of a techie like gunslinger like was like my my class so i'd love to like you know see more games kind of incorporate like the moment to moment kind of choices as well as like the big narrative stuff just to kind of have variety um and incentive to come back and play yeah right, for like, sure I think red dead did that well i'm sorry george go ahead no 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 you're good man go ahead um red dead did that moment to moment thing well right like if you continuously rob people and stuff like people take note of that and in and you become uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like pe- people don't like you. Like you walk into a like uh, strawberry. Uh, I think that's the name of the town. And, you know, you walk in there and and, and people will like m- make uh, snarky remarks at you. And like that maybe they'll spit at you. Or if you walk into a bar after causing a fight in a bar, they'll be like, hey, man, you better not cause any trouble like you did last time. Like and they remember you and stuff. So it's super cool and that's that's not touted as an as an as an rpg so like that's even cooler so like i can't wait to see how the next mass effect hopefully is able to you know uh do stuff like that where you know if you're just you know walking around doing side quests and stuff and and whatever you kill in in an alien I don't know. Like they take note of that. Like you, maybe like you go to uh, the Citadel or something and like, there's like, whatever. I don't know. I'm going way too far, but like wanted this guy or whatever, but like, yeah, man, it's just, it's so cool. And I, I, I love it. And I, I hate when games try to do it and they implement it poorly. Like, um, like uh, what, what's a game that gives you choice, but ultimately like all just leads to the same area i i can't think off the top of my head but there are games that do it in and and i feel like romance too is a big part of that because like uh ha- having romance options makes uh, games uh infinitely more uh, well, they're good i i felt like so valhalla is a good example of a game where i could not have fucking cared less who i romanced i just did it i didn't even know you could do it in that game yeah it it doesn't matter like the choices suck um like that's very much an illusion of choice video game. Yeah, see, sure. there you go. That's perfect. Like it feels tacked on. We're, like some of the RPG stuff is really cool. Like some of the abilities you can kind of slot out and stuff. Um, some of your like gear, the like romances definitely not matter in the least. Um, and that like really um, doesn't really seem to. Uh, there's like one particular like sex scene that can affect like I won't say like what, but like in the game, but like yeah. Like, look at Mass Effect 2, though. Like, did the DLC for that, the DLC uh, Arrival, right? That's like, you can choose to throw a whole entire planet at uh, at the Mass Relay to, is that, does that happen no matter what? I'm pretty sure you have the option to save all the Batarians, because that's their planet, right? That you throw at the Mass Relay. Regardless, like, look at that decision. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, You have to choose to save a planet or... Uh, have your galaxy invaded quicker like it's crazy i can't fu- i can't wait for the legendary edition man as someone Dude, who has too. not played i have not played any of the um the dlcs for any of the mass effect games. what oh yeah. man so i'm I sorry I I know somebody who loves two no, like, no no it's fine 
I, I love those Broker. games. Layer of the Shadow Broker is one of the coolest fucking DLCs. Bro. I know, I know, and I've heard so many good things about it. The pro- the problem is like during that time, I was so against the concept of DLC. Oh, it's okay. like that, like when the Mass Effect games came out, one, two, well, by three is already a thing. DLCs were still kind of like, you know, like there's some apprehension to them. You know, like I was like, no man, I paid sixty bucks for this game. Like I'm not paying any more for extra stuff. You know. Um, I know I was selling myself short, but I was also burned by some games that sold you shit that, you know, that You're wasn't worth it. Then. So I, I I can't wait, man, because Mass Effect 2 to me is like my favorite game ever. And Mass Effect 3 is probably my second favorite game. Just the ending controversial, whatever. But but they fixed that with Citadel, man. If you never played Citadel. So I, I can't wait, man. I, so I cannot good. wait till that till that comes out. I'm very, very excited. A little bummed that they didn't make some modifications to the first one um but uh but they did make a lot okay. of modifications though like they did fix like the, yeah but the like i don't did they fix the mako shit like they did yeah they fixed mako they, they did okay. yeah the combat like interfaces like your health bar and like the okay uh, okay the, okay cover. yeah yeah the drilling of the, Getting the, mako the cover was better awful. yeah probably the worst thing so okay all right then uh, i take that back but uh, i wanted to add about the the outer worlds that was a great game that put that emphasized the journey uh, the endings of those games like left much to be desired. Like I was just like, okay, I'm done. But the journey there was was really really good. Um, in some ways, like Valhalla too, right? Like the ending, whatever. But like the journey, the, the in between, the beginning and the end was great. But I felt like in the outer worlds, your choices mattered in between, and you got more instant satisfaction or gra- gratification from doing different things than yeah. the ending itself. The ending almost felt kind of rushed. Like, um, but. Hey, for a Game Pass game, like I can't complain. But uh, but yeah, man, for sure, for sure. I do have um, we have is that is that the last one? Because I've got an honorable mention. That I got an honorable mention free. as well. So go, you can toss okay. it out. My honorable mention is the respec system. Um, I think that is a very very underrated system because there was <laughs> lots of games early on where like the only way to do it was to redo the game, you know, or yeah. reload an old save. And I think the having for, for someone who has like a little bit of OCD, a little bit of anxiety, like a little bit of completionist in, in them, always, even if I didn't use it, having the like the knowledge that I know that I could undo everything. Yes. If I wanted to gave me such like relief uh, while playing the game. Um, that makes it great. Like I don't use it often, but having that option that I know that if I fuck something up, you know, um, I could always undo it or fix it without a real penalty or a small penalty, uh, because there, there's a, it was a lot of games where I would purposely not use my like ability points or upgrade points because I wasn't sure what I would really need. So I would let them sit there for a good bit, good chunks of the game before actually committing to something. So I don't know what game first introduced that. Um, and I would argue some games don't even still don't even use it and they should, but Kudos to all the games that include a, a way of respecting or changing things. And that also includes character appearance. Because damn you if I can't change my character appearance. Oh, I hate that. You know, from the beginning of the game. See. I, I can't find. Fucking cyberpunk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, damn you. Like, I understand if you can't change your, like, physical actual features but you can't change your hair facial hair all that stuff like i think red dead like had it perfect you know your hair would grow that was really cool and all that stuff that's because it's Um, the best game ever 
It is a perfect game. I don't know if it's the best game ever, but it's a perfect game, but it's not the only perfect game. Uh, <laughs> listen, man, you got you got to be more objective. I know you've got a man crush on Arthur Morgan. I do. I do. So bad. <laughs> but, but speaking uh, on the respect, though, respect's awesome, especially for, like, New Game Plus. Like, if you've gone through and you've oh, already, yeah. like, built up your powers how you want, then you can go and, like, experiment respect and, and put points where you made them not have put them in your first run through. So, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree with that. It's clutch, man. My my honorable mentions, I have two. Like one pretty much needs no discussion other than to say like it's hard to imagine a world without it now. But um autosave and checkpoints, like hard to imagine a world without autosaves and checkpoints, but it was huge. Uh, oh, as games got bigger, you know, especially like checkpoints more for you know, like making boss runs Sanity. less like yeah, <laughs> for like, real. kind of frustrating, but autosaves just because like shit happens, right? Like you lose power, your little brother unplugs your shit, whatever, like, you know, you just forget to save. Like, so my other thing is um, cooking grenades, like, so the ability to cook, cook a grenade, like in a Call of Duty or something like where you can hold and then like, you know, the timer starts and then throwing it like was huge. I think it added a level of precision and skill besides just putting it on the button, being able to kind of know the timing and, and being able to use grenades that way so that they were more lethal, more deadly. Speaking of that, real quick, just something that I think is personally crazy, and I don't know if anybody else agrees with me. I think it's insane that the, a, a human being can like look at something, like a quarterback can look at somebody 70 yards away and be like, I know exactly how much I need to put on this ball to get it right where he is right now. Same with like cooking grenades or doing anything. Like you know exactly how long to cook and hold it before you throw to get it to where that guy right over there is. Practice though, right? Like the first eight, 10, 12, 15, 20 times you, you cooked a grenade ever in a game, you probably like nailed some and probably others. You either blew yourself up like getting greedy or you threw, you threw it too early and it, they were able to get away from it. Right. Like no different than that. Like it's just, it's practice, 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 like repetition, like becomes muscle memory becomes instinct. As well as games where you could have it knocked out and drop it and you fuck yourself for, for holding <laughs> on to it too long it's good stuff too man i love doing that like to to npcs right like if they're going to throw a grenade or something uh, and you shoot yeah. them and they like, drop a molotov on themselves and burn them it's yeah. awesome yeah that's always fun any honorable mention zach or you... uh no nah, no nah, we pretty much covered uh, other than the cover system shout out to gears <laughs> oh yeah Co yeah cover man we left that one out cover i mean cover systems for third person shooters is, is huge man rainbow six games made that awesome gears too um there were games before it uh what was that game i feel like um, Ra the rainbow six series is probably the, the tactical shooter is probably one of the yeah there was a game that, on ps2 know? though that had it it had a cover-based system no Socom? Medal oh, of Honor. I, I forget the name. It was a third person. It was third person. I, I'm going I'm to see know. if I can look it up. First game with the covers. Another honorable mention that I just saw right now. Credit to Gamer Assault Weekly. Wanted to see if there's anything out there that we're thinking. The VAT system in Fallout is great, man. That, that, I don't know if I could play that. Get through some of those games without the VAT system. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely huge. Like for me, translating an rpg like that was like turn-based into like a first person like real time kill RPG. switch it's still giving you some of that rpg mm. feel kill switch nice well i think we've been going here for 
about an hour. So if you guys want to save WandaVision, I'm fine with just what we've been playing and bouncing. Adam will probably kill us if we talk about it without him anyway. What do you guys think? WandaVision? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool know, waiting. Mean, Other than just saying it, like, overall, the show was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, do, overall, I liked it. I, will I do want to say one thing about WandaVision, which we could talk again. And it's the one thing I'm really disappointed of. The, the Evan Peters thing. The, 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 yeah, you know. we'll get into that more, but I'm, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> oh, cool. They Not knew it too, based off his nah, name. They I, knew it. I saw that's some, in poor taste. It's in poor taste. People like saying, like, like Oh, like it's uh, it's all your fanboy faults. You guys always reach for the sky and you hype out the size. And you no, to yourself. no, and I'm no, like, no. I'm like, no. Yeah, you're right on some things, but I'm like, But also, like. Like that is totally fair game to criticize them because oh, it's not yeah. like they just they cast somebody coincidentally, you know. That is purposely fucking with us. That is yeah. absolutely purposely fucking with us. And I hope I wouldn't say like a retcon. I hope they fix it, or I hope it actually be a means payoff. more than it really I think, does. I think they like there'll be a payoff at some point. But if there isn't, yeah, yeah, if there isn't, good. like that's a fucking dick. And maybe not with him, but I mean like. You know, like they like their red herring sometimes with shit like well, that. So, oh, man. Well, oh yeah, man, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, like, I already. Like, we'll, I just we'll want to keep going. It's so. I, I will say, I like that show less as it went on. Not that I ever disliked it, but like, I'm I opposite, thought, like, man. I liked it more as it went on. And I'm, I'm it, just be- you, it became so MCU e. Like, I don't know. That's like, what I love about it, man. Like, we haven't had that, right? Like, <laughs> MCU, look, we were deprived. Maybe that could be it, right? Like, we didn't have any MCU. Like, we were supposed to get. Uh, um black widow and everything yeah but i i think that the show was so unique in how it presented itself and then how it told the story of why it presented itself that way man like i just early yeah no of course and that's why i like the early stuff better like i think the end stuff was good but it was like that's not what stood out to me right like it's the early shit that made it stand out like apart from like and i hope more marvel shit like even if they end up being mcue like i hope that they take chances more with like some of the presentation and weirdness like like well, you, into you, that shit like you can definitely already uh, tell like the falcon and winter soldier is going to be much more mcu right than yeah. than wandavision was you know what I'll, I'll which i'm okay with. with this i'll leave you guys with this when it comes to that look here's the thing and 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 this is what actually gets me more excited about the falcon and the winter soldier all right like this is their, you know, this is them starting off with these MCU TV shows, right? Because I mean, the Netflix ones were MCU, but not really, right? These are like movie did. quality, right? So, but but see, before these shows came out, I'm sorry, but I really could not care any less about Vision, uh, you know, Wanda, the Falcon, or Winter Soldier. These were very much like si- the side characters of side characters in the MCU. Uh, the Winter Soldier probably was the most compelling one, but only for his movie. Like he, after that, he was very much an afterthought. Um, Civil War. And Civil War, he was cool. Yeah, right? Civil War, but I felt like he kind of lost his mystique more as he went on. Like his character started getting more dumbed down, like very more simplified. But I, what I will say, I don't think One Division was a perfect show, but it made me super invested and interested in what happens with vision and one yes agree it, it made those two characters suddenly become like just as important as your tony starks your captain america it's like it, it put them to the forefront gave them the backstory and well not backstory but gave them the character development that they needed to 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 be like the focal point of carrying into you know the next phase of the mcu so i think it did a good job of that and it makes me more excited to see winter and the winter soldier and falcon and Falcon and Winter Soldier, whatever. 
which I didn't care too much for the characters, but if they if they can have the same effect, man, by the end of the, this season, they're going to be, you know, very, very big time characters. So 100%. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it did serve its purpose well in that way. And it's no accident that some of the background characters and the first few phases who are now going to probably presumably be like main Avengers, like are getting their own shows first. Like that's not by accident. They definitely are trying to like, kind of pull you in and get you oh yeah especially with what we know is coming too right like it's it's all less lesser known to not mainstream audience people and i can't wait of course losing losing tony stark and and captain america is uh that's a tough thing to 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 follow i don't know i think i think long term spider-man's gonna be that but he's not there yet he's still kind of kiddish to be leading leading everything you know you still got four though but he's so he's, he's isn't he passing off the mantle to to uh, Natalie Portman, who is jacked, by the way, man, doesn't she look great? If that picture is real, but man, yo, like, what a girl power, man! Like she looks- that whole storyline, like if if they're going with the storyline from the comics where Jane becomes uh, Thor is 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 really really good. I think what you're going to see more of, and this will depend on how, how well they, they hit a home run with the, the doc is Dr. Strange is going to be your, I think your Tony Stark. He's going to be like, kind of like the, the leader ass. of this new, this new phase. Uh, at least that's what they're going to attempt to do. Whether, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is a phenomenal actor, whether he could carry it remains to be seen, but I think he's going to slide into that mentor role for some of these characters um, I just got goosebumps, dude. I can't wait. So I'm, such, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. A, this is gonna be I'm, great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see. Especially with the, I, I mean, I don't want to say anything because it'd be spoilers for, for <laughs> we'll, WandaVision. We'll, but we'll, like, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we're going off on we'll, a we'll do, right Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do <laughs> a uh, like a longer discussion. Um, but uh, with Adam on, and uh, yeah, there's been some some talk about maybe a a separate kind of tangential longer uh longer tail uh idea as well that uh, i will not say out loud but i will leave you listeners with a tease that we might be doing um but uh anybody want to plug anything before we go we're definitely play evolve no man no man but i'm not playing evolve yet but i just finished hitman and i think my next game is going to be greedfall my dude Yo, dude. So, uh, yeah, all right. You just have to. You have to go into it, right? It's 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 a double A game. It's not perfect, yeah. right? But it definitely scratches that bioware itch, man. It's really good. I, I'm between Greedfall and Control Ultimate Edition. I'm gonna play both. I just don't know which one I'm gonna play first. I'm leaning towards Greedfall, but the fact that Control is much shorter is making me think about that one. You never first, played Control? No, I never bothered. Oh, it's you know, did, did you I never bought and then, growing up? I mean, I saw a little bit of it, but I was very young, you know, but, but feet, like the fact that the ultimate edition was on PSN for free and I got that, um, you know, cause I don't have some Alan Wake stuff in it too, which it does. Yeah. Which I'd love that game. So fantastic. Yeah. I, I am like now 19 or 20 hours into persona five. I'm past officially where I got the last time and loving it. The game's opened up now and I can like, I've got the game pa- gameplay loop of, the social systems, hanging out with friends, playing mini games, doing combat. It's good. I tried getting into it. I couldn't do it for some the, reason. I will say the one criticism is that like some of the tutorial is like too much. It's just that like they don't let you get into the flow of the game quick enough, in my opinion. Like 
um, where lose like, people. What's that? You could lose someone, like and like a new player along the there's way. There's just there's a lot of talking, like a lot of talking, and it's important, you know, like stuff. Um, but there's a lot of talking in the first couple hours of that game, and then like you don't really get a sense of what it feels like until like I mean, in terms of like combat, yes, but like the other stuff that's really the other fun part of the game, which is hanging out with your buddies, going to places in Japan like Tokyo like building up your social relationships and developing like your skills with mini games. Like none of that stuff crops up until so late in like the first, like 10 hours of the game that, yeah, like I feel like they do themselves a bit of a disservice because that's all really good stuff. Um, But that's another good, like really like that's another game where they say like choice is really important, right? Like, yeah, choice is very important. Like developing, like, again, the social stuff, like you don't have to, but making it a point to give people gifts and spend time with them and like doing the things that they like to do and learning what it is like like. fire emblem three houses it is i mean fire emblem was like kind of like and i don't mean this like derogatory but like a little bit of a watered down version of like persona so if you like the 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 class part of fire emblem persona would be your jam like times a billion dude like yeah um i guess since you bought it i might have i might play it at some point it's a great turn-based rpg too man like if you ever grew up playing like final fantasy and shit like it's oh of course i don't i love those games you know just as much as stuff but real time so i'm enjoying it um continue to enjoy it i hope i finish it this time it's big so it might be a game that i like you know dial back a little bit week to week like play a couple hours here and there like we'll, we'll see or you know who knows i might continue to go balls deep but right. uh that does it for this week's episode um thanks for hanging out guys i appreciate it bobby i don't know if you're back if you want to say goodbye you, you can if you're not it's all good we uh we expect nothing but the unexpected from mr miller here on the podcast <laughs> take that as he's not here uh until next week you know give us a a like share and subscribe but uh we appreciate it bye lady take it easy guys